0: And I've just created a free guide to help you understand your unique human design blueprint. It's called the Human Design Advantage, and you can get your copy over at Samantha Global forward slash advantage.
1: It's a learnable skill. It's actually very liberating. It's very empowering because the way I think about it is now you get to choose. You're not being reactive just like whatever come business comes in the door. Well, that's what you're doing. You get to choose where you want your business to be who you want to work with. And that's so powerful.
0: Welcome to today's episode of Influence by Design. I'm your host, Samantha Riley, and today I am joined by Wendy Weiss, who is the founder of Salesology. We are obviously going to talk about sales today and prospecting so that you can grow your business. She's an author, speaker, sales trainer, and sales coach, and is recognized as a leading authority on lead generation, new business development, and sales. Welcome to the show, Wendy. It's great to have you here.
1: Well, thank you for inviting me to be here, Samantha.
0: Fellow ballet dancers, I believe, from an old, I almost can't believe or almost can't remember that time of my life because it feels like it was so long ago now.
1: Oh, that's funny. I still dance. its uh, I feel like everything I know in life and business I learned in ballet class and uh, I still dance.
0: I think that's fantastic. Let's jump right in. Well, actually, I'd love you to share what brought you from dance. How did you end up going from ballet class and being a professional dancer to sales?
1: Yeah, weird, isn't it? <laughs> because ballet dancers don't even talk.
0: Yeah. But. Uh, I, I, I mention that all the time. <laughs> yeah, we we don't talk, we dance. Yeah.
1: And, you know, my first career was I danced with Pittsburgh Ballet Theater and I danced with the Cincinnati Ballet. And I got into my current field completely by accident because in between some dance jobs, I needed a day job. And I got a job with a telemarketing agency that did business development. And lucky for me, they taught me this skill and learning this skill was transformational because years later, it enabled me to build a business. And so today, my company, Salesology, we work with business owners that are sick of the frustration, the boom and the bust, never quite sure where your next client is coming from. And we help them build a pipeline of opportunities faster and more easily and and more profitably.
0: Well, I don't know any business owner that doesn't want that at all. Why don't you start off by really helping us to understand what are the frustrations or what are the challenges that so many coaches and consultants have regarding getting more people into their pipeline? Well, I
1: think one of the fundamental challenges that I see are coaches, consultants, we have clients that They're just afraid to pick up the phone and talk to people they don't know.
0: Mm.
1: And Samantha and I were kind of laughing about this uh, (laughs) before we started. But, you know, I said to her, I've never seen a study that says you get more clients by not talking to people. Mm. And the truth is if you want to grow your business, you need to be speaking with prospects. And then you also down the line need salespeople Mm -hmm. that are talking to prospects. Mm. And lots of times people will say to me, well, I want to build relationships. And you do want to build relationships, but in order to build a relationship, you have to talk to people.
0: Mm. Mm -hmm. Could not agree more. I think that's our, our old school and showing our age where to me, I'm always saying Just pick up the phone and speak to someone. It just cuts down the time that you need to, I guess, I was going to say waste, but that's not really what I meant. But you can speed up that relationship so much faster when you have a conversation.
1: Not only that, Samantha, but, you know, there is research was done at the University of Chicago Booth School of Business, and they tested written communication against Spoken communication. So written communication is if you email someone or you text them or it's a social media post or maybe you write them a letter. And spoken communication is when you're actually face-to-face with someone or maybe on a Zoom call like this or on the phone or even a voicemail. And what they found out was that if people hear you talk, even if it's just on a voicemail, they're, more, one, they think you're smarter. Mm-hmm. And two, they're more likely to respond to act on whatever it is you're saying. Mm. And that's why it's important to use the phone, to pick up the phone and talk to people because it just works better.
0: Yeah, well, when you think about it, you read an email and it's just it's just words on a page and it doesn't matter who's behind the writing of it. We're reading all of the, you know, gosh, we read hundreds of emails a day, most of us. But when you hear someone's voice, you hear their tonality, you hear their, you know, their pitch. You feel like you can get to know someone by hearing their voice.
1: Yeah, and we, human beings, are intuitive. We read each other all day long, Mm -hmm. and. You know, when you're speaking with someone, intuitively, you have a grasp of who, if you relax and think (laughs) about it, intuitively, you have a grasp of who you're talking to. Mm -hmm. And because that's what we do as human beings, we read each other all the time. Mm. And it's easier when you're face to face with someone, it's definitely easier. But again, this is a skill set. And I want to emphasize this because, you know, there's this myth, I know you've heard it, Samantha. There's a myth of the born salesperson that mm-hmm. there are these people out there, they, they're just born knowing what to do and born knowing what to say. This is a myth. It's not true. You know, I'm not a born salesperson. I was really lucky because I got that day job all those years ago. They taught me this skill. Learning the skill was completely transformational. It taught me to, to how to build a business. And so the really good news for anybody that's struggling with this is I can learn it. You can learn it too. Mm. It's a skill.
0: Mm -hmm. I love that so much. Now, you and I were talking a little bit earlier about sort of once you get to that point where you are maxed out on time, that one of the things that we need to think about as business owners is to hire a sales team. But it's not as easy as that sounds. Like one day, oh, I don't want to do my sales anymore. I'll find someone else to do it. What is the I guess, what is that transition period looks like? What needs to be prepared and what do we need to have in place to be able to bring a sales team on?
1: That's such a great question because I I have clients that come to me all the time and say, I want to hire a salesperson and I say, Great. What do you have in place for them? And the answer is nothing. Mm. So Actually, I'm going to refer back to what I learned in ballet class, Mm -hmm. because what I learned in ballet class, and I know you know this, Samantha, if you're a dancer and you have a concert coming up, you don't just run out on stage and start dancing. (laughs) You have to warm up. Mm -hmm. You have to get set up to do what you have to do so that you don't have a career-ending injury. And elite athletes do the same thing. They don't just run out on the field and start playing the game. They warm up so that they don't have a career-ending injury. Mm. If you are a business owner, there are things you need to have in place for a salesperson so that they don't hurt themselves, they don't hurt you, and they don't hurt your bottom line. Mm. So those things are a very clear definition of your market. Because the answer is not everyone and we probably don't have time to go into that today, but you need to have that very clear definition of who they're reaching out to, what makes a great lead for you or your salesperson in your market with your offering. Then you need to have a clear definition of your, your sales process, your prospecting process, your sales process. Because if you say to somebody, go sell, You don't actually know what they're going to do. So, and if somebody doesn't know what to do, if you've hired a brand new person with no experience at all, that could stop them in their tracks because they just don't know what to do. So you need to have that very clear definition of your process. And then you need a really clear definition of your message because they are telling your unique story. And you want them to represent you well, to to tell your story in a way that is authentic and compelling. So they're not going to be able to figure that on their own, figure that out on their own. They're going to need some help. So these this is your warm-up. What you have to have in place before you hire a salesperson so that they don't hurt themselves, they don't hurt you, and they don't hurt your bottom line.
0: Mm. I love it. Is that the first step? Is there another two steps? That's step one. There are two more steps. Yeah, that's what I thought. My my poor brain was then. Did I miss two steps in there?
1: <laughs> no, I, I have three steps. It's my the salesology prospecting model is three steps that I learned in ballet class. All right, and step number one. Is warm up we start at the bar b-a-r-r-e that's our warm-up uh-huh. and your warm-up as a business owner is clear definition of the target clear definition of the process clear definition of the message because they're telling your unique story
0: before we go into the other two steps something that i hear i don't hear it a lot but it does come up every now and again is people saying oh i just need someone to do my sales but when I dig a little bit deeper, it's not that they need someone to do their sales, it's that they haven't even got any leads in the first place. There's a bit of a confusion between leads and sales. What would you say is the, I guess the parameters, how would someone know they're ready to hire a team and know that there's not a leads problem and know that it's actually a sales team that they want to bring on? What are the, some of the symptoms or some, you know, some of the things that they're going to be noticing in their business?
1: That's such a great question. And what a business owner really needs to know are their numbers. Mm -hmm. Now, my dancer joke is I count up to eight, and then I start over again. (laughs) (laughs) But there are actual numbers that you need to know when it comes to prospecting. The numbers that we track in our programs, our coaching program is called 3x appointments. Because typically, people at least double if not triple their numbers. But we track dials, meaning how many times did someone dial the phone, mm-hmm. conversations with the right person, mm-hmm. and then appointments scheduled. And then you want to track how many how many times do you have to speak with a prospect before they become a client once you have that initial appointment. And it's going to be different for everyone. It depends what your market is, what your offering is. But usually you're going to have to speak with that prospect two times, three times, maybe, maybe more. So what is the process? How many meetings do you have to have with a potential client before they say yes to you? What are the numbers in terms of how many first appointments do you have to have to close one sale? Mm -hmm. You need to know all of these numbers, because when you know your numbers, then you You have something that you can evaluate a salesperson against. We often have business owners that come to us that take the 3X appointments program, solopreneurs. They say, I want to hire a salesperson. I want them to set appointments for me. Mm -hmm. They take the 3X appointments program. They learn a prospecting system. They implement it so that they can prove the model. Then they hire a salesperson Mm -hmm. because if you're a business owner and you can set up, you can dial the phone a hundred times and set up ten appointments a week or whatever your numbers are, a salesperson should be able to do at least what you can do, because that's their job. And you're wearing ten billion different hats. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. So know your numbers first. It's not, you know, people say, "Oh, it's the gift of gab." No. I mean, Anna Pavlova, the great Russian ballerina, she uh, danced in the late 19th, early 20th century. She was the first ballerina to tour the world with her own company. She very famously said, no one arrives from talent alone. Mm. Work transforms talent into genius. Mm -hmm. Anna Pavlova was born with a whole lot of talent to dance. And then she studied at the Imperial Russian Ballet School. She learned her craft. She learned what she was doing. That's what enabled her to tour the world. Mm. So you need to have a system in place for your newly hired salespeople so they can become sales
0: rock stars. Mm. I love that metaphor. That's so true. So true. All right. So we've got the warm-up step. Once warm-up is achieved, what's the second thing you learned in ballet class?
1: Okay, the second thing I learned in ballet class is to model Anna Pavlova. (laughs) Step number two is rehearse. Anna Pavlova trained for eight years at the Imperial Russian Ballet School. Then she joined the Imperial Russian Ballet and Ballet Diaghilev, and then she toured the world with her own company. She was born with a lot of talent then she trained for eight years. It will not take you or your newly hired salesperson eight years to learn how to fill a pipeline full of qualified opportunities. You can learn to do that in a matter of a few weeks, mm-hmm. a couple of months, maybe. It is a completely learnable skill. Um, so just like Anna Pavlova, though, you need to learn your craft. There's certain This is a skill set we're talking about. Mm -hmm. But the really good news is it can be learned. Mm -hmm. And just like, you know, Tom Brady, what is it? Seven Super Bowls. LeBron James. I forget how many NBA championships, you know, it. It's a learnable skill. But what do successful people do? They learn their craft and then they practice their craft. That's what makes them successful. Mm -hmm. It's not magic. It's not intuitive. Nobody is born knowing how to do this. Mm -hmm. You're not born knowing how to do it. Your newly hired salesperson isn't born knowing how to do it either.
0: Yeah. So that's the second step. And I'd love to know the third step. The third step. After you have warmed up,
1: so you're prepared. And you have rehearsed because one thing we didn't talk about was muscle memory. But Mm. when you do the same thing over and over and over again, you get muscle memory. It's automatic. You don't have to think about it. You can just do it. And so once you have warmed up, you're prepared, you've rehearsed, you have automatic muscle memory, then and only then is it time to perform.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And, I'll address the elephant in the room, which I know is call reluctance. Everyone's afraid to pick up the phone. And to me, Samantha, this is an awful lot like stage fright. And I've been there. I bet you've been there, too. Mm -hmm. You know, you're you're waiting in the wings. And your heart is pounding and you think you're going to throw up. Mm -hmm. And then you hear your music and you get out on stage and you dance. Well, What enables you to do that when you're completely terrified? Well, you've warmed up, so you're prepared, and you've rehearsed, so you have your automatic muscle memory. That's what enables execution. Mm -hmm. And what I've seen in all the years that I have been doing this, working with salespeople, working with business owners, is for most people, once they learn a really simple system and they know what they're doing every step along the path... And they've warmed up so they're prepared, and they've rehearsed so they have that automatic muscle memory. that then the fear goes away. Mm. That's what enables performance. So those are the three steps that I learned in ballet class. First, you warm up, then you rehearse. then and
0: only then do you perform. Love it. I want to go back to the core reluctance because I think that this is a huge challenge that's that affects so many people what are some of the things that you find with people that you work with that come to you with call reluctance because I'm sure they do I'm sure they're not just in my world that helps them to pick up the phone like what what are some of the I guess is it mindset is it having a template like what is it that can help you to get over that fear
1: well the things that I was just talking about in the warm-up that's really step one. And when somebody comes to one of our programs, that's actually what we do first. Mm-hmm. So we we do all the preparation. And that includes writing scripts. Now, lots of times people will say to me, oh, Wendy, I don't want to use this script. I don't want to sound, you know, I don't want to be phony. And I agree, you don't want to be phony. But I'll let you in on the secret, which is everybody uses scripts. Mm-hmm. You know, you probably have an elevator speech that's a script. You probably have certain questions you get asked all the time and you kind of have a standard answer. That's a script. Mm. Probably, have, Maybe there are objections you hear all the time. You kind of have a standard response. That's a script. So the question is not, should I use the script? The question is, does the script work? Mm-hmm. And I would argue if prospects will not engage with you, Maybe you even have inbound leads and they won't talk to you. Your script doesn't work. So what we do in our programs is we help everyone in our programs create the talking points, the scripts that they can use, that they can be comfortable with, that are real, that are authentic. And we do step two. We practice. Mm -hmm. And that just really helps most people kind of calm down, and I will share with you and all of all of your audience, Samantha. I've been doing this for twenty five years. Swear to God, no one's ever died.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no one's ever, no one's ever died from being on the phone or using a script. <laughs> yeah, no, never, never
1: once in my twenty five years. But this is a good thing. Yes, and you know that the shift in mindset comes over time because there are the facts and then there's the stories you tell yourself about the facts. You know, and the facts are you're gonna reach out to another human being. You're gonna pick up the phone, you're gonna dial the phone, you'll either reach them or you don't reach them. Mm-hmm. If you reach them, you'll say something, they will say something. That's pretty much it. That those are the facts. Mm-hmm. The story is I'm bothering them. They don't want to talk to me. They're really busy. They're going to be mad that I called them. They're going to reject me. What if you had a different story? You know, what if your story was, you know, I have something of real value and I've done my homework, going back to the Mm warm-up, clear definition of the target. I've done my homework. So I'm reaching out to prospects that I'm pretty sure could use my help. Mm. And I'm calling to introduce myself. And it's likely that I'm going to be talking to somebody that has a challenge that I could help them with. Mm. And if I don't reach out, I'm really doing them a disservice because they have a problem and I could fix it. Like, what if that was your story? What would change? And so a lot of this, it starts with the foundational things that you need to have in place, And it also starts to become a a shift in the way you think about it.
0: Mm, It's just a perception shift. It's amazing the stories that we can tell ourselves. And I feel that around sales and around picking up the phone, like you just mentioned, there can be a lot of stories. And they're not stories that are empowering.
1: Never, never. And it's always so interesting to me because I have clients they can tell me in great detail what prospects that they have never spoken with or had any kind of interchange at all. They like, they can tell me in great detail what these people are thinking.
0: Wow. (laughs) Because that's so not true.
1: (laughs) You know, I mean, go get a reality TV show if you can read minds, but for everybody else, you know, you don't know what your prospects thinking. Maybe they're thinking, I really need help with this. And you're not calling them. You're not letting them know.
0: Yeah. So you're not that you could help them. You're not serving at the highest level. No.
1: You know, and I looked up the word sell in the dictionary. Uh huh. And the word sell means to persuade someone of the value of whatever it is you're selling. Mm -hmm. So the concept of value is inherent in the definition of the word sell. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that's really important to keep in the front of your mind because it's about offering value. Mm. And it's part of the definition.
0: Love it. Love it so much. I wanted to go back and just touch on scripts ever so quickly because i think that the reason that people don't like using scripts is because in their mind they feel like they're not being authentic because they're just reading it like hello wendy great to speak with you today where really it's (laughs) i think that that's what they're thinking Uh about a script rather than a script being some sort of template so that we know the flow that needs to be achieved in the call can you you know I'm guessing you agree with that. I hope you <laughs> no, I absolutely agree with that. And, you
1: know, it's funny because we have all been trained really well in school that when you write, there's a capital letter at the beginning of a sentence and a period at the end. And you need a noun and you need the verb. And we've all been trained very well to write that way. Mm -hmm. And we do, you know, in our program, we make everybody write their script down, Mm -hmm. so they have it. But here's the secret. When you write a script, you need to write it the way you talk, Mm. because we don't talk the way we write. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you're listening to, you know, you go and transcribe this podcast you will see that neither Samantha and I are talking in complete sentences with a period at the end. Mm-hmm. And a human being say, um, "uh," into. I just said, uh, ah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what I actually have my clients do is call up their voicemail and talk into the voicemail and then write down what you just said without any punctuation.
0: Ooh, that's a bit clever.
1: Yeah. And then, you know, like tell your story, give an example. How do you want to introduce yourself? What's your elevator speech? Because your elevator speech is probably not. Hello, Samantha. Mm. How are you today? (laughs) I work with, you know, that's probably not your elevator speech. Mm -hmm. So call up your voicemail, just talk into your voicemail and then write it down and resist the urge to turn it into sentences.
0: Love it so much. Wendy, I know that you have a very cool and valuable tool that you use to help people to grow their sales. Can you share a little bit about, you know, what it is and who this would be helpful for?
1: Absolutely. Uh, We put together 81 tools to grow sales and your business faster, more easily, more profitably. And this started out really as a resource guide. It was tools that we were using internally, databases, different you know, different tools that we used, and clients started asking us, "Well, what do you use for this? And what do you use for that?" And we just started compiling all these different tools, automation tools, CRMs, data resources. It just packed with resources that businesses can use to grow sales and to grow their business. And there's 81 of them. So, um, And you're going to post that uh, that link with the show notes, right?
0: Absolutely. I'll pop that link okay. in the show notes. So wherever you're listening, you can find it down below on whatever platform you are on or over at com. Wendy, what is the one thing that you want to leave listeners with today around sales? Because sales is such an important part of business. If we're not making sales, we don't have a business. We've got a hobby. So what is this like one thing that you want to leave people with today?
1: Well, the one thing I'd like to leave everyone with today, I'll go back to my Anna Pavlova quote, which is no one arrives from talent alone. Work transforms talent into genius. And if you're uncomfortable with sales you don't know what to do. You don't think you're a good salesperson. It's okay. You're not alone. And I'm not a born salesperson either. I was just really lucky because I got that job. They taught me the skill set. So the really good news for any of you that are really un- you're uncomfortable or just don't know what to do, this is a skill and, and you can learn it too and you know we have resources you can go to gosalesology.com that's that's our website if you don't like anything i said today other resources <laughs> available you know but it's a learnable skill and it is not it's actually very liberating it's very empowering because the way i think about it is now you get to choose you're not being reactive Just like whatever come business comes in the door, well, that's what you're doing. You get to choose where you want your business to be, who you want to work with, and that's so powerful. Um, Mm.
0: Yeah, I love that. A lot of people say that they don't like sales, but I don't think that that's what they actually mean. And I'll explain why. Because if you think about that moment where you made a sale and you enrolled a champagne client, one of your ideal clients, and think about the feeling you have at the time that you enroll them. Is that something that you feel good about or is it something you don't feel good about? Because really at the end of the day, there is nothing more exciting than making a sale. Like it gives you mojo to keep going. So I would actually say that for most people that say I don't like sales, what they mean is something that's completely different and that they actually do love sales.
1: Yeah, it's another opportunity to to serve the people that you serve.
0: Hundred percent. Yeah. Wendy, thanks so much for joining me today. It's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you.
1: Well, my, my pleasure, Samantha. Thank you for having me.